enter the world of mind your own marketing business, explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge from the industry's best, George is proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business podcast. I'm Joe Barsness from web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, I'd like to welcome Steve Robinson from Brilliant Metrics. Welcome to the show, Steve. Oh, thanks, Joe. I'm, uh, it's exciting to be here. Yeah, as always, I'd like to start out with uh, a little bit about you and your background, and I know we checked in on that earlier, so I'm excited to talk about where you came from, how you got to where you are, and a little bit about your organization and what you guys are up to. Sure. So uh, again, Steve Robinson, I'm the founder of Brilliant Metrics, and I uh, I like to refer to myself as a recovering software developer. So uh, my career started out in software development, and I still love to putz around with code, um, probably more than I more than I ought to. Um, but, uh, uh, interestingly enough, I, I ended up running a, a company that built, uh, built websites for ad agencies and, uh, that should sound familiar. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. I mean, this is, this is why I'm excited to have this conversation. Cause I want to know what life is like after you, uh, build websites for, uh, agencies and creatives. That's, that's very interesting that you have a, a history <laughs> in my world. Well, you know, I, I, our team didn't get nearly get to be nearly the size or notoriety, but we uh, we, we we grew, and uh, uh, eventually, uh, I came to start the digital team inside of an agency. And in the process of all this, I found out, well, it's a lot more fun to hack people than it is to hack computers, right? And uh, so, my love of marketing really, really, really took over my uh, my love of uh, uh, software, and and kind of kicked that to the back burner, and. Uh, um, over the years, I came up with a couple of a uh, couple little different, better ways to do things, and and eventually formed that into a whole methodology, and that got to be big enough that well, I had to go out and and start a start a company focused on that. And so, Brilliant Metrics was born. And um, tell me where you're located. So we're a hundred percent virtual. We were virtual right. before virtual was I don't want to say cool, but maybe forced upon us. Um, so I'm in Milwaukee and the rest of the team is scattered throughout the rest of the country. Cool. And, and what's kind of the, what's the core focus of, of brilliant metrics? What, what do you guys, uh, do really well? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, I guess there's two answers to that. First and foremost, um, we, we take a little different approach to being, uh, being an agency and that we're, we're not a do it for you type of agency. We are a do it with you type of agency. So we really focus and our mission is to get, to get marketers to the next level, to help them progress professionally in technology and in, in capabilities and ultimately in results. Um, the other half of that, though, is that we're very data driven and, and we love um, taking a, a technical systematic approach to marketing and being able to build systems rather than simple campaigns. And so uh, that comes in the form of paid media, comes in the form of marketing automation um, and, and, uh, um, and then the wraparound that a digital agency provides. Cool, cool, cool. And then looping back, one question that I always like to talk about and, and ask back to more of your any time throughout your career. What's like some of the cool my, marketers in my world? You know, I work with a lot of them. And they always have like very fun stories about clients they had or things that they did. What are some of the the things that like you look back on your career and say, hey, that was like that was that didn't seem like work at all. So so Milwaukee is a fabulous community, but it didn't have 
it really didn't have a very strong digital marketing presence. So we had a, a Milwaukee Inter Interactive Marketing Association was here and it was tiny. And we had a, a web design meetup back in the day and it was tiny. And in both cases, I um, I dove in and, and, and really helped grow those communities out. Um, now I'm, I'm probably going to do the same thing again with, uh, uh, Modic, which is a platform that we're, we're, we're pretty, pretty heavily involved in, um, and getting some, some meetups and some organizations around that. So I think the most fun I've had is really building these groups of passionate digital folks around uh, a given platform or practice and, 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 and getting people connected and networked and, and, and building relationships. And that, that's been the fun over the years. Awesome. And do you know if is is the Milwaukee Interactive Marketing Association somewhat related to the Minnesota Interactive Marketing Association? Is there any tie <laughs> together there? Um, uh, yes, they are both part of a, an umbrella called the uh, the Interactive Marketing Association group, or at least they were back in the day. I'm not sure if they were anymore. And the Minnesota Interactive Marketing Association is largely responsible for the Milwaukee Interactive Marketing Association no longer being known as the Milwaukee Interactive Marketing Association because everybody went by MEMA and that got confusing after a little time. So now it's 414 Digital here in, in Milwaukee. So, Got it. We, we still have MEMA, which is obviously the same, Minnesota Interactive Marketing Association. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, okay, cool. Just trying to kind of connect some dots because as... Yeah. As we open up, those types of groups are becoming more and more interesting. Again, just did a little uh, speaking engagement with American Marketing Association yesterday. And we in Minnesota, there's something called AdFed. I, I don't know if that's yep. nationwide, but um, and and then AMA as well. So it's it's exciting to hear them talk about in-person events and, and oh, those things. Been way too long, way too long. Super yeah. excited to get back involved in that stuff. For, for, for those of you who are listening out of order on this podcast, we're speaking in uh, June of 2021, as I think 60% of the United States uh, eligible population is um, vaccinated and people are kind of breaking out of their shells again. So just to put some perspective on that last conversation, um, you mentioned something that is I have some curiosity around because I've heard the term. I know what it is. I don't know why it's different or why people use it. So I want to dig a little bit into Modic. Um, yeah. So I would love for, I could try and define what it is, but all I know is to compare it to something else. So tell me, tell us a little bit about Modic and like how you got into that, fell into that. Those stories are always fun. And then, and then what, what are you doing with it? And, and we'll get into some other things as well. Absolutely. So Modic is a an open source marketing automation platform. So if you think like Active Campaign or or maybe not quite HubSpot, um, uh, certainly uh, probably on par with a Pardot or a MailChimp's uh, marketing automation platforms, it is an email marketing platform taken to the next level to marketing automation, and it's open source. So that means like WordPress is open source. You can go to wordpress.org and download it. Modic is open source. You can go to modic.org and download it. And the software costs literally nothing. Um, but it's a community-driven project. So there's um, you know hundreds of developers that are contributing code back to the project to make it better month after month after month. And and you know, of course, since we're both semi-recovering software developers, um, 
what does like what are the pros and cons of an open source software uh, like Modic in this situation? I mean, obviously WordPress is that you, I know that you need to manage it yourself, but mm-hmm. what are, when you're talking to decision makers as marketers, what are they thinking about in terms of like either purchasing Pardot or working with Modic, not just from mm. an expense standpoint, but from risk and longevity and those sorts of things. Like what are the things that you guys are typically talking about? Well, there's there are a number of, of huge advantages when you start moving moving out of a proprietary platform like a, a Pardot, a HubSpot, an Active Campaign over into something like a Modic, because uh, ultimately it's control. Uh, you have complete control over over your data, and your data is portable. So if if I'm running with Pardot and uh, um, uh, and uh, Pardot makes a change to how their business model runs or how their software works. And it is incompatible with my business model and how our, our company runs. Um, I've got a problem and uh, there's not a whole lot I can do about it other than to start a painful migration away from, from Pardot. Now, Modic is different in that um, there are multiple different hosting providers out there I can work with to host the code. If, I'm, if something goes wrong with one of them and their pricing model, I just pick it up and I move it over to another hosting provider. Um, if uh, the Modic code may, takes a direction I don't like, I can literally fork the uh, the repository, the code, make my own version that doesn't do the thing that I didn't agree with them doing. Or I can get involved with the community and fight back against it and say, hey, I know you wanted to do this feature this way, but why don't we make it more flexible and make it work for everyone by doing this and contribute code back? There's a lot of avenues for of recourse when 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 something changes. Um, another big advantage is, uh, again, in control and flexibility is if I want that software to do something it doesn't do, it's really easy to write a plugin or even change the code altogether. So if you think, you know, WordPress is is what it is because of the rich community and plugin ecosystem it has. There's a plugin for everything on WordPress. We're not there yet with Modic, but it has the same plugin architecture and it's really easy to draft a plugin and and uh, and get it spun up in your instance to go and extend the functionality to make it do what you need it to do. Cool. Sounds like a, a a really nice platform for somebody who understands a little bit of software development. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're not doing the work and writing the plugins, like you get the contingencies of adding code and adding it as a plugin or waiting for new features and all of those things. Um, what's the, um, for lack of a better term, like, and people might ask this about WordPress and to me it's pretty obvious, but like, what's the catch? Like, <laughs> why is Modic doing Modic and like, how is that organization benefiting? Um, yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? Well, I asked a couple of questions. What's the catch? We'll start there. Like the, you know, it is with every open source platform, it goes through various stages of maturity. Right. And so WordPress way back in the day was not the most stable platform when it first started. Um, your WordPress instances would go down or there was a new security vulnerability or things like that would pop up on a regular basis. Modic is just getting over that hump where the platform is starting to become pretty stable. But I still wait for the, you know, the Dotto one patch, you know, version before we do an upgrade because the Dotto version usually contains quite a few, quite a few bugs. So, 
Um, it's the, the, the community is maturing, it's getting there, but the platform is not perfectly stable. And that's something that you have to have a plan for a contingency for, and a way to safely introduce code. Um, you don't want to be putting it in a mission critical instance and then just downloading the next update and assuming it's going to work. Um, the other thing is as it's still maturing, it's not as user-friendly as it could be. So it was written by developers for code-oriented marketers, but not for your average everyday marketer. So it's getting there. It, you know, every every release gets to be more user-friendly and, and every release gets to be better. Got it. Are there, um, is there an ecosystem of like experts in Modic that people can hire to do maybe the pieces that you do internally <laughs> with, yeah, I'm sure that you can help out with those pieces, but like uh, I think of Drupal and Acquia, um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're aware of that scenario where Drupal is the open source platform. Um, and the story goes, at least that I've heard and read is that the, the person who started Drupal then started a business consulting on Drupal called Acquia and is now, you know, um, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of a year company that essentially consults and, and has add on services to the initial like Drupal platform. Is there an ecosystem like that going on here at all, or at least support that you can pay for? Absolutely. So um, uh, it's funny you mentioned Drupal and Acquia because uh, Modic started out in a similar situation where there was Modic.org and then you could go to Modic.com and get the hosted version. It was since acquired by Acquia. So now um, Acquia owns Drupal, it owns uh, Modic, it owns a couple of other projects as well. The nice thing is Drupal has stayed a very solid, almost a golden example of how open source should work when you have a, a, a sort of a, a benevolent dictator sponsor organization like Acquia. Acquia has done a very good job of making Drupal better and supporting the community and helping it grow without stifling innovation and, and, and strangling it to death. Um, that's not true of some other open source projects that have had that sort of sponsor organization. So the fact that now Modic is part of the Acquia family as of about uh, maybe a year and a half ago um, really lends some security in knowing that there is a larger organization that's looking out after the code base to make sure that it's solid, contributing back large chunks of code, helping make things like the Modic conference possible and, uh, and doing so much more for the community um, without, without stifling it. There are also third-party partners as well. There's a bunch of other um, companies. Uh, um, in addition to us, there's Web Mechanic and uh, is a huge contributor. They run a, a slight fork version uh, of the software. There's another outfit called Idea2. Um, I just got off the phone with their founder the, the, this morning, as a matter of fact, talking about some of their their growth in that partner ecosystem. So when you jump into a platform like Modic, you're not you're not forced to work with the, you know, Acquia, the owner uh, uh, or the, 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 the parent organization. There's also third parties you can work with. So it's very similar to WordPress in that, in that instance. You can go to WordPress.com and get a WordPress instance, but you can also go to any number of partner agencies that work with WordPress and, and know and love it and can, do, can make it do great things. Cool. Now, from the marketer's perspective, what are the things like, Let's say like, I know there's pros and cons of this open source and SaaS, and I've got that all aligned. Like, 
but at the end of the day, I feel like as a marketer, because I do some of the marketing at Fjord and we use HubSpot and we send out emails and, and do all those things. Like why is Modic better straight from a feature function usability standpoint, like beyond just like kind of like the software developer mode of, of making that decision, why are you really liking it? And what are you seeing from the improvements that you can make um, with your clients? Yeah, that's a great question. Part of it is, is economics. Um, you know, if, if you can take the money that you would spend on straight licensing and spend that money instead on customization, enhancement, services, it, it it gets your dollar to go a whole lot further than than just paying that monthly monthly fee to to a HubSpot or a, another you know Pardot or another vendor. The other half of it is flexibility. So to give you an example, we have a, a client of ours that um, wanted to make sure that they could do personalization on their website based on the rep that um, that would be assigned according to geography and a few other uh, specifications, right? So there's a complex model of who gets assigned which rep. Um, they had an API within their organization that would handle that rep assignment. We were able to build a plugin for Modic that would go and fill in the record with the information on who their rep was, what their phone number was, email address, et cetera. And now every email, every web page that they visit is personalized around that rep that they should be talking to. That level of integration or customization would be would be pretty hard. On a platform where you don't have an open plugin infrastructure, where you don't have access to the code, and you're not able to go and 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 tweak it and change it and how you how you want to make it work. Got it. No, and, and so that brings up another question. Like that seemed like more. At first, I had my mind that this platform was meant for like the startup that's scrappy and wanted to save a little bit of money. But that type of integration sounds enterprisey to me. If you want to customize. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to do any of this in Sitecore or Pardot where you're doing custom messaging based on a persona or a, a location or whatever. That makes it sound a little bit more enterprisey. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the this Modic run the gamut on, on that in terms of like it's a good solution for small, medium, large or specific things um, or verticals or anything like that? Yeah, it, um, it, there are a couple of niches where it works really well. So it plugs in really well with WooCommerce and we haven't used it a ton with e-commerce, but I know that the community uses it a lot with e-commerce. Um, partly again, for economic reasons, if you're running a B2C e-commerce organization, you've got a lot of contacts. Those contacts stack up quickly in the pricing model of pretty much every other platform. So it works really well in e-commerce and scales decently. Um, the other area is uh, in B2B where you have a need to do this, this complex, uh, you know, more complex logic and integration, and you don't want to double down on a, a platform like a Sitecore to do it. Um, if you really want to own your own code base and run best of breed and, and, and really, you know, do the wiring, um, those types of organizations that, that that feel opinionated along those lines fall well into Modic. Um, that said, there are a lot of startups that run it as a as a scrappy way to get started inexpensively with marketing automation. Um, they do run into some issues occasionally because, well, you do have to have a geek and a geek to be able to pull the levers and make it work right. And 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 if you don't have the resources, it can be challenging. Got it. Um, and. 
one other thing that like um i know we're digging a little bit in the weeds but i have curiosity <laughs> around is um like what is it a transition like whenever when somebody's ever transitioning from let's say i have a hundred million dollar organization with a million dollar marketing budget i don't know let's just say you know and i'm thinking about changing like what are my like my costs for changing. I know I might be mm-hmm. offboarding a platform that I'm paying for and I'm onboarding a free one, but like I got to f- find somebody to, I'd probably be worth like getting a consultant who's done it before to transition the data, get the technology set up. Like what does that transition look like in, in a high level? Yeah, you're probably are going to want to work with a partner because the, the if there's one area that I would say that Modic falls down, it's in the documentation arena. So to get an internal resource up to speed without a partner to help with that, that transition would be challenging. Um, you're also going to have to, I mean, marketing automation is a sticky, sticky piece of software. You have, You are invested in that software. You've got assets loaded in there. You have... Um, you know, your theming is structured in there. You have um, uh, unknown numbers of landing pages that you've built over the years and different automations that maybe you have to port over. All of that takes time. Anytime we're porting from one platform to the other, we're looking at it at a minimum uh, three to six months of running both in parallel just until we have all of the assets moved over. And um, and that that's that's challenging. Um a good time to do it is when you're looking at redoing the website, because in the process of redoing the website, you've got to rip out all of your forms anyway and redo all of your forms. You probably are putting some dev resources towards a um, look and feel. That's a great time to build themes. Um, so that's a good time to do it. And we've done a number of projects like that where, OK, we're changing the website. Let's reevaluate the rest of the stack. And by the way, hey, there's this Modic thing and and it looks like it'd be a good fit. Got it. Cool. No, that, that helps. I think it's, it's a really practical question, but Mm -hmm. something that, um, you know, transitioning those, those, um, pieces of software or any piece of software, as you can imagine is very intricate and it's great to have somebody paying somebody can save you a lot of pain, um, to help you with that transition. So, um, but thank you so much, Steve, for doing this. Um, that is all the time we have for today. It was great talking to you about, about Modic. Um, you can find Steve um, at brilliantmetrics.com or on LinkedIn at uh, Steve D. Robinson. Um, and you can look him up and connect there. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with me, Steve. It was a great learning experience and hopefully our audience really likes it. Thank you, Joe. This was a pleasure. And hopefully we can do it again sometime and cover some other topics. This has been great. Thank you. I'm sure we'll be staying in touch. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can now download episodes of our program by going to fjordgdigital.com slash mindyourownmarketingbusiness or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio.